Okay, we are live. Welcome everybody to another Trainlang podcast. So today I'm with Santi. Santi, how are you? Hello. Hello, everybody. So today we are doing this podcast for B2 listeners and we are focusing all through this month of July about holidays. Okay, how yes. to use English when we are on holidays, vocabulary, grammar, examples, um, and these, these uh, podcasts, they're quite compact. They have a lot of information. So we are going to do now in part three, grammar. And it's just going to be review style, okay? Review style, because we're not going deep down. We have actual podcasts on those grammar points. We're just applying it to, to holidays. Sandy, could you tell us what we did on part two as a recap? We, I think I can remember. <laughs> we talked thoroughly about places to visit. Uh, we men mentioned places that we could go to when we're visiting different, different cities, like museum, galleries, and shopping districts, restaurants, etc. And Absolutely. we also talk about accommodation, like uh, places that we can stay. Um, for example, hotels, hostels, or maybe homestay. We want to stay at home. Perfect. Well done. Okay. So if you haven't heard that podcast, we encourage you to go and listen to it. It was really useful. We thought it would be shorter, but it turned out to be a bit longer than we expected. So that's why we've divided this one with to another part. Okay, so we are doing now grammar. We are looking at future tenses. So when, when we are organizing our holidays, when we are arranging our holidays, we usually speak using the future, okay? I am going to do this, I will do that, I am traveling to New York next week, uh, all of those things. So help us out a bit, Santi. Could you tell us what kind of future forms, tenses we could use? Maybe of with course. an example? Well, you are the future expert because you really love the future in English. I, right? love, I love teaching the future, yes. <laughs> You're the only person that I know. But yeah, I can. we will talk about will. We can use will. We will also talk about be going to and also the present simple. All of these uh, we, we can use to, to talk about the future. Actually, you just said something really interesting. Uh, you said will, be going to, and present simple. Um, I think you meant you wanted to say present continuous, but the fact is that we can also use present simple. To I want to say present simple. I forgot about the present continuous. <laughs> okay. For example, yeah. uh, we use the present simple when we are talking about schedules. Okay. When 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 is the plane arriving? Okay, the plane arrives at ten. We use present simple there, but this is happening. This is going to happen in the future. So it's, this is interesting. This is something that we haven't taught in a podcast before. But when we are talking about something that is planned in the future as a timetable, the time that the plane arrives, the time that we the, the show finishes, all of those things, we use present simple, even though it's in the future. So well, well done. Thanks for that. Then we another, another one that we have um, could be present continuous. When, when would we use present continuous for, for, for future? Yeah, for example, um, we are planning to go hiking in the mountains during our summer vacation. So we're mentioning when it's happening, and uh, then we use present continuous. Okay, that would be good. Yes, when we are talking about what we are organizing. I am planning my trip. 
Um, I'm looking forward to my holidays. These are all present continuous. And then we also use it for when we have fixed plans, okay? Plans that are very, very concrete. We already booked the hotel. We already booked the flights. We already spoke with our family, friends. And that's when we use present continuous. For example, I would say, I am flying to Paris next week. I am flying to Paris next week. Why? Because this plan is very concrete. It's very, it's fixed. It's in my timetable, in my calendar. Okay. Or, or for example, another example would be, I am staying or we are staying at the Hilton Hotel. Okay. Obviously, I'm not staying now. It's in the future. I am staying at the hotel in the future. Any other examples you could give us, uh, Santi? What we'll be going yes, to for example, I'm playing football tomorrow, or I'm having a party next week. So these are arrangements or plans that we have, and we can mention in the sentence when it's that happening, or like you say, uh, that can be in the context. So it's not that we it's required to always say when it's this thing happening, but if we're using present simple in a plan or arrangement, we talk about the future. Perfect. I feel I feel we we didn't give enough examples with the present simple. Um, so we can say things like my plane arrives at seven, or the show finishes at twelve, or I don't know the concert starts at. Uh, what time do concerts start, Sandy? You have more experience in this. <laughs> late. <laughs> the starts late. <laughs> okay. Yes. So they had something something and important to to remind well, the holidays. Yes. Uh, the holidays starts next week. Uh, which the is holidays about, start. Huh? Very good. They are going yes. to start also. Something that I always tell my my students is that the future is not is not fixed. Okay. It's not like, for example, in present simple, he, she, it needs letter S on the verb. If it doesn't have that, it's wrong, it's incorrect. The future is more flexible. You can use will be going to, present continuous. It doesn't really, really matter. This is your favorite topic, Stephanie. <laughs> you can tell, can't you? Yes. <laughs> totally. So we can we we are flexible, you know, it, it accepts all, all options sometimes depending on the situation. Um, okay, what about be going to? Any examples with be going to you could give us? Yeah, uh, we use be going to when we talk about plans or intentions. Like, for example, I'm going to I'm going to drive to work uh, today or I'm going to move to Edinburgh. So when you have a plan or intention, we use be going to. Exactly. And a difference, a difference with present continuous, which is also plans, would be that they're be going to is more of intentions and you haven't really booked a hotel or done anything special to have it fixed you are going to do it but you haven't really made an arrangement for that okay like when you said i am going to drive to the beach you don't need to tell the car hey car let's we are driving tomorrow okay <laughs> it's an intention something you're going to do that's why, for example, uh, with the I'm flying to Paris, I'm going to take many photos. That would be an intention. I'm going to take many photos. 
what other things would you do? What other intentions would you have if you if you were going to Paris, Santi? Ah, uh, if I was going to Paris, um, now you would tell me I'm going to. What, what would you do? <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to eat croissants. Because the croissants in Paris are very nice. It's an intention. It's not an arrangement. I haven't <laughs> booked the croissants, but <laughs> yes, I'm going to eat many croissants in Paris. <laughs> and crepes also. They're so crepes. nice. Yes. I'm going to have macaron. <laughs> <laughs> it's all eating, eh? In Paris. It's all eating. <laughs> Things that we're going to do. Okay, let's Getting move on to... That's what I'm going to, we're going to do. <laughs> That's what holidays is about, eating and putting on weight. Okay, let's move on to the next one, next grammar point. Prepositions of place. Okay, and we are going to look at in, on, at. In, on, at. Um, for example, we could say that the hotel we stayed in was located in the heart of the city. In the heart of the city. Why do we use in here? Why would we use in here for the in the heart of the city, Sandy? Well, it's a general area, huh? so we use in when it's more general, um, then we move on with on and at, but yes, it's a specific place. And specific it has, location. yes, and it has like boundaries, anything that has boundaries, like a city. It's an enclosed place, of course, yes. That's it. <laughs> Any other examples of in on at you could help us with? Yeah, um, for example, we could talk about on the main street, huh? Um, so when we talk about um, a place that is um, on, like a surface, we can use on. We, we we said before that within, we use it for enclosed areas like in the car. But when it's a surface, like a street, we will use on. On, exactly. So for streets, we use on. And then, interesting, when it's an exact address, then we would use at. For example, uh, I live on the main street or the museum is on the main street. And then if you want to say the number, then we would say at. So the museum is at 54, I don't know, Green Street across the park. So on for streets, at for exact addresses. Um, sometimes we need to tell a taxi driver when we are on holidays. Where to? Um, I am staying at 27... Green Street. Okay. Any any other examples that you have for us? Well, many. Huh? We said before that in is more for uh, for general places like countries, cities. Huh? For example, we would go to France. It's in France, in Paris, in Manhattan. Huh? So anytime we talk about uh, general places, we will talk with in. In true, I would also want to point out with at um, when when there's in a, a part of a place we use at like uh, when I when I sit in a car I like to sit at the front of the car and the children usually sit at the back of the car so we use at to say a part of a place okay so we can also say for example that the pub that Santi likes is at the southern end of London or at the east side of the, yes. of the island. A specific location. Yes, 
inside another park, yes, like a part of a place. We use at, at the north, at the south, at the front, at the back. Okay, Santi, I think it's time for, for the role play. Are you ready? Wow, we love this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into, into character. So you and me, we are cousins, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Very good. Uh, so whenever you um, want. I start? Yes, please. Very good. Hey, cousin. Uh, I heard you're going to, or you, you've been to Rome before, and I'm planning to visit Rome myself in my summer holidays. Can you give me some tips and information about the place? Absolutely. I'd love to help you out. Rome is a fantastic city to explore. What would you like to know? Well, I don't know. I'm curious about the places to visit. Um, which ones are the must-see attractions in Rome? Okay, so when you're in Rome, you must visit the Colosseum, the Vatican City, and the Trevi Fountain. They are iconic landmarks that showcase the city's rich history and beauty. That sounds very good, but I was also thinking about where to stay, because I don't want to stay in very expensive places, you know, I don't have much money. Which uh, Do you have any recommendations for a centrally located hot hotel that is not too expensive? Well, I stayed at the Hotel Roma Centro during my visit. It's, it was quite expensive. It's a four-star hotel because it's situated in the heart of the city, close to all the main attractions, and it's close to also the public transport. Yes, it's expensive, but I highly recommend it because it's really convenient. Uh, I only to think about it, but yes, you write it down and I will look at it. Thanks for the suggestion. Uh, I'm also wondering about future plans. Any activities or experiences that I should consider during my trip? Yes, you should definitely take a food tour to sample authentic Italian cuisine and explore their markets, you know, street markets, buying national products. And also, you should also consider taking a tour guide in the Sistine Chapel. You know, it's amazing. When they explore the details of that place, it's really impressive. Yeah, I heard it's smaller than what it looks like it's actually a little place i really want want to go i like arts yes by the way when did you visit rome so i visited rome last year during my summer holidays it was really unforgettable uh, we explored the ruins and we were walking all through the city it was amazing that's nice yeah and um, was it did you encounter any challenges during the visit anything that you didn't expect Yes, one day I accidentally left my camera in a cafe near the Trevi Fountain. Um, but anyway, thankfully, the, the staff of the cafe, they found it. And when I went back, they gave it back to me. So make sure that you don't leave anything behind anywhere. Because I was lucky. You might not be. Italian people are so nice. <laughs> Thanks, cousin, for your advice. I will take it into consideration. Yes. Perfect. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Great, well done. Okay, so as in this uh, role play, we actually reviewed the vocabulary from part two and the grammar from this podcast part three. So um, if our listeners pay attention, we use a variety of vocabulary, landmarks, museums. Also, we, we speak about future plans and prepositions of place. Santi, thank you very much for your help with this podcast. Um, I'm looking forward to next part. You are part, part four. And I think you might be doing that one. I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyway, 
we encourage our listeners to to pay attention to it. What if they want to learn more? They want to practice this. They want to have real life conversations with us. What should they do? Of course, the best option is to go to Trainlang. Three uh, W's dot campus dot trainlang dot com, and there you will find the system that that best suits you, huh? because this is the best system to learn English with. Uh, with very good teachers, huh? yes. we can find them in other languages as well. Yes, and we adapt. We adapt to to what our students need and want. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one. Bye bye. Thank you, Stefan. Bye bye.